0: good afternoon welcome to the cone zone i'm grant cone i'm at uh the owners meetings in arizona that's my dad lowell cone he's at his house he looks a little bit like a figment of our imaginations today but he's he's there dad how are you
1: for some reason, the light is not that good right now, so I look like a hologram. But I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Uh,
0: he's here. Tim Little's here, too. He's a new member. Thank you very much, Tim Little. We need to talk, you, me, and Tim Little need to talk about this owner's meeting. It was my first time here. It was a lot of fun to cover. It's a phenomenal event And we'll talk about that, but let's talk about what Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch said. We talked about last week. What do they have to answer? Quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. They were prepared. They said stuff, and we learned. What do you think of John and Kyle essentially saying Brock Purdy is the leader for the starting job?
1: Okay. It's a very interesting topic. Yeah. First of all. Grant is the one who asked the question, and some people wrote, well, it was an obvious question. If it was so obvious, why didn't anybody else ask it?
0: And it wasn't had, the first question. The first couple, no. of, I let someone else go first, and it was like, when's Brock coming back? They yeah. don't know. We'll see.
1: Yeah. No, the question was, who's your starting quarterback? And, I, and I'm and i very proud that Grant asked it. No one else did, and I would have asked it right away. And it ended up being I
0: everyone's didn't. headline and, and lead That's and all right. that you, stuff, so Yeah.
1: It went on ESPN, you made national news with your question. So now we are, what do we think of what they said, i.e., Brock Purdy is the starting quarterback. Let's, uh, we have a lot to say about, and some of it critical, but let's look at it in a sort of detached way. What else could they have said? Iggy says, who's your starting quarterback? Then let's do do Kyle. Uh You know, Grant, not that he'd ever use your name, you know, Grant, I don't know who our starting quarterback is. That's a really good question. We're confused. <laughs> Can't say that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you could say that, right? Can't say that, yeah. Is there is there another answer that's... that's. We're going to come back to his answer, but is there another answer they could have given?
0: Yeah, I, I think Kyle did better than John. John was just like over the moon with Brock Purdy. Like, we think yeah. this guy is really special. And then at the very end, Maddie, who's like the voice of reason, says... You know, John, there's been a lot of young quarterbacks who've you know had a little success and then they get found out by the league. Like what makes you why are you so sure that Brock Purdy isn't one of those guys? And the right answer is, "I'm not. We can't know yet. We got, we'll see. He says, "Oh, it's the way he played. It's the yeah. way he played. It's like, "Oh God, you're doing it again." So at least John, who spoke first, kind of set the tone with, Brock's our guy. Forget Trey Lance Who cares We have the next Hall of Fame 49ers quarterback So that seemed like A little ambitious Right there What they could have said Instead was We got one quarterback With eight starts We got another quarterback With four starts They're both coming off Serious injuries It's a little irresponsible To project that far Let's just take it One day at a time It's a bad answer But it's fair In fact It's the accurate answer Yeah I mean they're predicting The future over here About guys who are Coming off injuries They don't even Really understand So let me
1: ask you a question.
0: Between what you just said,
1: it's hard to predict the future or what they said, Brock's our quarterback. Which is a better
0: answer? What I said. Because they don't know that Brock's their quarterback. We've seen eight games of Brock Purdy. What if he's not? So, Iggy, you think that was not a good answer? I don't think it was a good answer. I think I understand why they said it. They wanted to project confidence. Um, They wanted to, I don't know, have an answer. But I think having no answer would have been better. Look, we're talking about two guys with 12 career starts between them. I'm supposed to make definitive statements on either one? Really, we don't know very much about either one, but they, I guess they won't say that publicly. Or maybe they think, maybe they honestly think they've seen enough of both of these guys. Okay, so by the way, I agree with you.
1: I think the answer they gave was a plausible answer. It's not yeah. one you'd, you'd laugh in their face, and it made news. It got right. them... Got them a lot of headlines because you asked the question. But a more suitable and a more realistic answer is we believe in both guys. Uh, They don't have a lot of starts.
0: We don't even know when the other kid's going to come back. Let's see how it plays out. Because the way they said it today really makes you feel like how could Trey Lance have any confidence left? After the, and we'll get to Trey specifically later, but it really all, all of the confidence they projected came at Trey's expense when he might be your Week One starter. Why would you do this? He's still on your team, right? He's had right. four starts. Uh,
1: okay, but we're gonna come to him in a bit. Yes, here's my my next question for you. Art, do you think? Let's assume Brock Purdy is going to be healthy and be as good as he was last season. We don't know when, but let's assume he is. Are is john lynch and kyle's evaluation of brock realistic
0: or are they overvaluing him Ooh, yeah i i think they might be overvaluing him a little bit i think what we've learned about brock purdy is he's better than jimmy garoppolo he can do a lot of the things that jimmy does from the pocket but he also can run around a little bit which is nice but uh, that's kind of a low bar I mean, that doesn't mean that he's a Pro Bowl quarterback or a Super Bowl quarterback or a great quarterback or, or good enough. We just know that he's probably a little bit better than Jimmy and he's cheap. But until you really know that you have a quarterback who's that good, you should keep your options open and keep looking. But the Niners are talking about him like, yeah, you know, whenever he comes back, he can start, like, like he's Drew Brees or something. Right. Whenever he's right. good, he'll be, he'll be out there. And like he's, he's an established veteran. Yeah, he's 35. It's great. He can just roll. It just yep. seems kind of strange. All of us. It does seem like they're overvaluing him. This guy with eight starts. And I'd like to point out they have a pattern of doing that. They did it with yep. Jimmy. They Jimmy
1: had ha- how many starts and how much money did they give him? I mean, they went over the moon for Jimmy right. based on a limited sample size. And then now, uh, today, um, Kyle Shanahan was criticizing Jimmy for getting hurt too much. That's right. right? Again. Again. He, again, criticized for getting hurt too much. But they went over the moon for him on a limited sample size. So, right. it it's possible to say the hypothesis, working hypothesis. I'm going back to college. The working hypothesis is they have a tendency to overvalue guys on very
0: few games. It's possible they're doing it with Brock Purdy again. Absolutely. I mean, he came in halfway through the season when Christian McCaffrey was there and the team was getting healthy and he played well. But He didn't play that much better than Jimmy was playing. Remember, Jimmy was playing really well, too, after they traded for Christian McCaffrey. He did. Yeah. And and, and so, Purdy played a little bit better. Jimmy's quarterback rating was 103. Purdy's 107. So, Jimmy wasn't good enough. He has to go. But Brock Purdy's, you're over the moon with how he played. I mean, doesn't it seem like they're falling in love with, like, the same quarterback almost? You got rid of one guy, and you replace him with the same guy!
1: Yeah. And also, I love your phrase falling in love. You're not supposed yeah. to fall in love. It's business. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be uh detached. You're not supposed to fall in love.
0: Fall in love is for falling in love. It's not for your quarterback. Right. And right what they how they talked at this owners meeting is they're in love with Brock Purdy. Yeah. Okay. Well, is that good? I mean, you don't know him that well. And also are you going to rush him back onto the field? Are you going to say, no offseason, doesn't matter. We want you to start week one, even if you're not 100% ready. Like, again, this is what Kyle Shanahan and his dad did to Robert Griffin III. They're like, we want you to play. We love you. We want you to play. We love you. Get on the field. Get on the field. And he does. And then look what happens. So I'm a little nervous for Brock right now. It's like, boy, they're putting a lot on his plate. A lot, And he's, he's really just a kid. He's just a kid. And when he does play this year, he'll have zero preparation. Okay. no off season. So
1: I have another question now about yeah. Trey Lance. Trey Lance, let's assume we could put ourselves into Trey Lance's mind. So I'm going to speak in the first person like I'm Trey Lance. I was the third guy taken in the draft. They told me they loved me. They were in love with me too. Um they got me hurt. I shouldn't have been running up the middle. Now I'm competing to be the backup quarterback. I'm ne- I mean I'm not even competing to be the starter against some guy who was my backup. I want to get out of this team. Mm -hmm. They've lost me. I -hmm. don't want to be here anymore. Do you think that's what he's feeling?
0: I just don't see how he could have any confidence left. I mean, he hasn't played. There's no one really advocating for him in the organization. Right. And it's like they're publicly humiliating him now. I would want to leave. Yeah. It's humiliating.
1: It's humiliating. And I also, I agree with what you said. How do you not lose confidence? They're crushing him.
0: Crushing him. Yeah. And it's almost and like, you know, if, you, if it doesn't work out for us, if you don't work out with us, you're not going to work out at all. Like, that's great. Yeah.
1: And so I don't know who his agent is, but I, I do believe his agent should be moving heaven and earth to get him off the 49ers. Now, that's not the 49ers issue, but I'm just doing it from, from uh, his point of view. My confidence is crushed. I don't seem to have a path anymore in this team. Why the hell am I here? And they've mishandled me the, the whole way. That's yeah, what they've I think. Cr-
0: they've, uh, they've crushed him physically and mentally.
1: Yeah, and yeah. if they have him next season and he has to come into play, he's not the same guy who came out of the draft. This is a guy who's lost confidence. Unless he's superhuman, I would be crushed. I, I'd be in yeah. the fetal position.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And what's interesting is they bring in Sam Darnold to compete with them to really, like, just ruin whatever confidence Trey Lance had left. But Sam Darnold, that's who Darnold is. Darnold has, is, like, the least confident quarterback in the league. Like he, he's a total—I mean, at least up to this point in his career, he's been a total head case. Um, so the Niners are trying to breathe confidence into Darnold at the expense of Lance. It's amazing. I, I love what you're saying. Right. Yeah. And they're creating two head cases— Yes, absolutely. And what they like the most about Purdy, I think, and they, maybe they haven't even figured it out, is that is how tough he is and how locked, uh, how strong he is mentally, because he's so young, he's so self assured, he, he struts around the field, he really knows he can do the job. The Niners haven't had a quarterback like that in a while. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Not not since uh, Jeff Garcia.
0: Yeah. No, so really. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Not because I don't think yeah. Alex Smith had that.
0: No, it's someone who really exudes confidence. Jimmy exuded a lot of anxiety, especially if he had to hold the ball for more than two seconds in a play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trey, yeah. They haven't given him a chance to develop confidence. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. They could trade him on draft night, or they could just bury him. You think, what they do with these players, they move on from them. they're like, I don't like you anymore, but then they keep him for two more years. They did it with Jimmy Garoppolo, right? They decided two years ago, Jimmy's not for us, but we want to keep him. So I Trey, I'm sure you want, you'd like to leave, but I don't think he will. So, would they put him on the practice squad?
1: I mean, if they like Sam Darnold better, would they put him on the practice squad?
0: Yeah, how do they? How do they? Uh, I mean, they've kept three quarterbacks before, but which one get is inactive on game base, Trey?
1: No, no. Uh, I was listening to Kyle today. He he was clear. He he only wants two quarterbacks. He was he only clear wants about two that. quarterbacks.
0: I mean, they did keep three last year: Purdy, Jimmy, and Trey. They kept three in the past with Mullins, Bethard and Jimmy but I don't think they want to do it. No, he said he did. I don't didn't. think they want to. So
1: would they put him on the practice squad?
0: Would they cut him? It seems like they'd trade him, but it, to me the way I uh read it was the Niners would love to trade Trey Lance, but he's not worth much right now. And it's yeah, not yeah, worth it to them. He they'd get a bag of footballs for him. That's what yeah, they'd they get. They might get like the 100th pick in the draft, maybe. Maybe maybe 84 and their fans would flip out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to
1: say one other thing, Iggy. The first question was, was there a better answer than what they gave that Brock is our starter? I honestly think there was no good answer because of the position they put themselves in. There you go. There's no good answer. Yeah.
0: It's hard to figure out a good answer for them when there's no good answer. I mean, yeah, the honest answer is who's our starting quarterback? Well, we got one guy who's in an arm brace sling who physically can't throw a football we got another guy who just started throwing a football for the first time in about seven months and it started four games what a ridiculous position we're in <laughs> yeah right. there's no right answer to the position we've put ourselves in none
1: and the and the other guy we brought in is a head case <laughs> right so yes,
0: g- g- yes. Yeah. we' we're,
1: we're, we're screwed we're
0: screwed yeah we have what we have is this great roster that will go pretty far, but ultimately won't go far enough because we bungled the most important position on the team.
1: <laughs> and continue to bungle
0: it. And continue it. And, and that's what we will continue to do because Jed thinks we're doing a great job. <laughs> Isn't that right, Jed?
1: <laughs> we're going to come to Jed. He's going to get his in a minute. Okay.
0: Next question for you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Can we take some of these uh super chats real quick? Do you You're mind? You're
1: the boss. You're the Let, boss. Let's... let's
0: Let's, people, people trying to get in the conversation. Jorge Luis Sotelo says, Greetings from the 305, gentlemen. I really hope Trey does not leave this team and become a pro bowler for another team. Man, if that were to happen and Brock Purdy just becomes like Jimmy Garoppolo, wow, that would be it for, I would think, John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan. That would be a real black mark against them in the NFL. But I don't know. Where's the 305? I think that's Miami. I'm pretty sure it's Miami. Because okay. I was there once. Overseas Niner says Shanahan seems far less defensive a few weeks removed from his bad decisions. And you ask Jed about a London game if you get a chance. Oh, didn't know. Didn't ask. Yeah, Kyle didn't seem defensive today. He seemed um, a little tired. Mellow. He seemed mellow. mellow. Yeah. That Niner guy says, I honestly feel like Brock won the locker room. Won games and that is it. I feel like Trey will be dealt at the draft and they will try to get picks to help Brock. But damn, they love that snap call on a small... uh sample size yeah yeah you think they trade uh trade at
1: i have no idea
0: what they're going to do with him i have no idea bunless hot dog says grant with the big league questions yesterday and today this is why i'm a member you get national shine now respect to the cone family thank you very much bunless hot dog thank you jorge says mr cone senior thanks for doing grammar quality control when grant misspeaks is it painful (laughs) to read how english is being massacred on twitter
1: yeah, massacred yeah. on Twitter, massacred in the New York Times and everywhere I read.
0: Eight hundred eight er says, Kyle Shanahan looked more relaxed, not a bunch of ums, but um, WTF, what are they doing to Trey? If Brock Purdy can't come back from this injury, Trey might not even, might not even be two. It's been four games. WTF, can they have evaluated, what What could they have evaluated in that time? A lot of frustration. Sorry for reading that so poorly. But yeah, I think they really feel like they got their quarterback in Brock Purdy, so that life is good. Chris Talerico says, does Brock's the guy mean that there's an expiration date with this regime? When Brock doesn't win a Super Bowl on the rookie deal, does that mean they're both gone? I don't take it that way. Jed seems so happy right now. Did you see Jed today? Jed seemed quite happy. I want to see Purdy with no Kittle or McCaffrey. Yeah, that's the other point I wanted to make when we we're talking about are the Niners overvaluing Brock Purdy. They haven't seen him without a bunch of great players. What if it was McCaffrey? I was trying to make that point. Like they they brought in McCaffrey and Jimmy's Jimmy's play took off. What if uh you take away McCaffrey, a running back who's missed time and all of a sudden Brock Purdy is struggling like they might want to see what that looks like. Is it Jimmy? Is it Brock or is it Christian? Yeah. Yeah. Good Dad, point. I, you were almost going to name me Christian, right? It was this close. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Kyle Shanahan's cat says, Lowell just saw your question for Jed in 2016. You can't sack an owner. Would love to see you interview Eddie DeBartolo about his view of the Niners now.
1: Yeah, I, yeah off the record. It would be a lot of fun.
0: Dustin the Gale says, "Shanny said he doesn't want to keep three quarterbacks on the roster. Last year he got four injured. If he only has two quarterbacks on the roster and gets them hurt this year, fire Kyle. Again, go I watch it. The- a- I would have yeah. fired him already. Yeah, I would have fired him already. Chris Telerico says, Trey's next team is going to get a great prospect with a massive chip on his shoulder with a ton to prove. Shannon and Lynch had better hope it's uh, a long time before he plays the Niners. Maybe the Niners are getting that version of Trey and he takes the job right now. I don't think Brock can be a top 10 quarterback. Bad move, says Joshua Asbury. I don't know the answer to that. We'll see. All right, Dad, what's the next question you got?
1: Okay. Um, this. Kyle was not as optimistic as John Lynch about when Brock Purdy is coming back. He was more tentative, and he even indicated—I could be wrong on this, Iggy—
0: that he might miss the first three or four games. Yeah, John was like, there's a chance he'll be back for all of training camp. And Kyle was like, "Uh, we won't know for another two months, but it seems more likely that he could be back week four.
1: Yeah, so they didn't have their stories aligned on that one. But no. let's say he's back for week four. Let's just— we're doing hy- hypotheticals. Let's say he's back. But in the meantime, the other guy, either Sam Darnold or Trey Lance, wins three games. Let's say, or, or mm-hmm. goes 2-1 and one and has a really good quarterback rating. Do you all of a sudden just put Brock Purdy back in?
0: What would you do, Iggy? Well, it puts Brock Purdy in an awful position. Let's say the Niners are 2-0. and oh. Trey Lance has just played two really good games. And now Brock Purdy's healthy and the Niners say, we're going to Brock. Well, Brock, has, Brock hasn't had any training camp. He's yeah. had no preparation, like just basically off the couch, coming off a serious injury. Be at midseason form. Be as good as you were last year. And if you're not, all of a sudden it's like you just lost the job. You're the backup now, right? I, I don't. It's it's a big mistake. It seems like if whoever starts Week One wins Week One, he starts Week Two, and then he could keep the job the same way Brock did. That's what I think. Brock kept the job. So what I'm thinking is.
1: If Sam Darnold or Trey Lance is really good the first two or three games and the other guy needs to wait till game four, maybe now he needs to wait some more. Yeah. So, again, we come back to the original question. There are so many contingencies, right, Yeah, that it's it's an impossible question to answer because the position they put themselves in. But I see a scenario in which Brock Purdy is allegedly ready, but the other guy's doing well. And you say, you know right. what? You're not allegedly ready. Right. You, got say, back, you got back spasms.
0: And what they were trying to say was, Brock's leading. He's ahead. But it's like the race just started and they've taken seven steps. You know, like, yeah, sure, he's ahead. But if Trey Lance wins three games, then it's neck and neck. Then all of a sudden, they have like the same resume. So, yeah, absolutely. And it's... With Brock, they're not invested in Brock. They haven't given him a $100 million contract. They're not financially obligated to put him back on the field. If someone else takes off, if it's Sam Darnold, if Sam Darnold magically looks like Andrew Luck on the 49ers, you'll say, Brock, thank you so much for everything. You're going to be our high-level backup for the next few years. Or Trey, whoever. It doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, but Iggy, I don't think the, the way Lynch talked him, I don't think he said he was ahead in the race, Brock. He said, I thought he was over. meant— it's over. He's it's Joe over. Montana. He's the leader of yeah. the clubhouse. He, you yeah. know, it's Joe yeah. Montana.
0: I know. Didn't, you, didn't I know. you take it that way? Well, that's how I took it from John. I, I feel like I feel like Kyle's a little, probably much more responsible for... Here's my interpretation. Jimmy got hurt a lot in 2010. He missed like half the season with a high ankle sprain. Patrick Mahomes missed no games with a high ankle sprain this year. I think Kyle wanted Jim to come back at the end of that year, and Jimmy didn't. And I think Kyle flipped out about it. And I think he threw a tantrum, and the tantrum was trading up for this pick. And he got Trey Lance, and I bet John Lynch was in the background like, you sure you want to do this? You sure you want to do this? You sure, you to do this? You sure you want to do this? And I bet you he was never—that's the way I look at it. He was never really into this. This is Kyle's thing. And Kyle, uh, you know, has a get-out-of-jail-free card because Brock Purdy showed up. That's the way I look at you it. You said 2010, but you don't mean 2010. 2021. What yeah, say. okay. Sorry I, about I just, that.
1: No, it's Sorry. okay. I'm, I'm, I'm tired over up. here.
0: I'm quality control. It's Quality control needs quality control. Quality, quality control. <laughs> okay. All right. All
1: right. Um, hold on. Um, okay. Next question. <sighs> John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, and Jed, we'll get to Jed later, all, all said essentially Brock is our guy. Yeah. Does that statement have any meaning?
0: No. No. What it is— it's those three attempting to predict the future. And we've seen they're terrible at that. Right.
1: Yeah. So all it was was vacant words. Yeah. Vacant words. We got to give an answer. We got to give an answer. So let's yeah. sit down and we'll talk to the PR guy. We'll come up. This will be our answer. Yeah. But in terms of having absolute real world world repercussions and reality, it's unknown. Uh, absolutely. So what they said was – Meaningless,
0: meaningless, and they could they they could change their entire story in two months or 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 sooner. I just want to two point weeks. out two weeks. I want to point out when they did that press conference when, after they lost to the Eagles. I asked this question, the same one that you know generated headlines this week. I asked Kyle and John, "Who is your quarterback week one?" And Kyle said, "I haven't even thought about that. We have two starting quarterbacks. Two not even two months later, they've changed their entire story and act like we forgot." So yeah, it's all meaningless. I mean, they they could say um, it's all predictions. They could have seven different predictions between now and September.
1: Iggy, when Kyle
0: said he hadn't thought about who's the starting quarterback, do you believe him? Of course not. Of course but not. Why even say that if you're going to if you're going to give the answer 2 months later at the owners meetings? I don't get yeah. that. Yeah, what change? Cuz you despite me, but I'm going to ask you at the owners meeting. So you can't get away from it.
1: You can't get away from Matt Grant Cone. You can't. <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> Valdez is coming. <laughs> have you so ever yeah, read they, that book?
0: I believe That's I have Elmore, read that Elmore book. Leonard. Oh, what a book. Kidding? What a book. Yeah. That Valdez, he was something. He was. He was. A little Cocky says, If you assume that Trey isn't good and the Niners know it, then all their actions since he was drafted make sense. They obviously can't come out and say he sucks, but their actions say he does, though.
1: You Here's know, another thing, I f- though.
0: I, agree, I kind ahead. of agree with that. Here's the thing, though. Someone asked Kyle Shanahan today, "Why is it so hard to evaluate quarterbacks and and coming out of college?" And and Kyle said, "Well, you know, a lot. You got to see him in the game. You really got to see him in the game before you can know whether their skill set from college translates." Yeah, and I feel like they're judging Trey Lance off practice or something. Yeah, there's like, "You're not there. We're there. We see it." It's just, it's like, okay, that's freaking practice. That's not football. When you saw Brock Purdy in practice, you didn't think he was special. You thought, oh, maybe he's Nick Mullins. And then he played in the game, and you're like, oh, my God, he's Fran Tarkenton. Oh, well, maybe you should see Trey Lance play a few more games before you make up a a decision, an opinion. But it seems like they don't that. believe in him at all anymore based no. on based on nothing, but it seems yeah. like they don't believe in him anymore. Interesting. Right. I, I agree. Kyle Shanahan looks like the kind of guy who makes up his mind. He watches a practice or two and thinks he's got it. Yeah. Yeah. Got it.
1: And and again I want to say that this triumvirate John Kyle and Jed has has not been good at uh creating uh, quarterbacks getting the
0: right quarterback developing
1: Great. quarterbacks. Right? It's and not,
0: they, it's not what they do. When they keep going for quarterbacks who have proven nothing instead of letting them prove something. They went for Jimmy Garoppolo. He'd played 2 games with the Patriots. They went for Trey Lance. He started one season in college. Yeah. They're going for Brock Purdy. He started eight games. Like It's always Kyle being like, oh, I can, that's the one. I can see it. I'm Kyle Shanahan. Like, dude, you've been wrong 10 times in a row. Why don't you just let it play out? <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, Jed York sp- spoke today privately for about 20 minutes, and there were eight beat writers there. I filmed it. You watched it. What did you think of his performance? You you covered this man, I did. I I know him. Um, well, I'll
1: say this: he's a lot more polished than he used to be. Uh, the beat writers had him up against a wall with with a lot of ivy. It was like he was in Wrigley 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 Field, yes. you know. Yes, and he yes. was he was back up against the wall, which was very interesting. So sort of he had his back against the wall. <laughs> he did, and um, he they asked him, you know, the usual stuff now about. Trey and Brock, and blah, 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 blah. And a lot about are they going to get a Super Bowl? And, or, you know, at that stadium, <laughs> we're always trying to improve our stadium. <laughs> but anyway, he used to not have much of a presence. Now he's a, he's a grown up. He, he was very polished in what he said. Yeah. And he was generous in his answers. He, he wasn't in a hurry to leave, all of that. So, in that Use regard, used your name, gave you eye contact, said my name. He said your name. He must really like you because you're my son. Clearly, clearly. Clearly. Yeah, but he said your name. Uh, That's funny. Okay, but now a couple of things. Do I think he's a good guy? I would have to say I don't know the answer to that. I know people in in government, some people in Santa Clara have had a lot of problems with him, and there's been lawsuits, and it's been very ugly down there. I'm not privy to it. I don't cover it anymore, but... That makes me pause a little bit, but one other thing, and this struck me about him he was very comfortable standing against that wall. He was very content mm-hmm. and people asked him, well or maybe it was you you haven't won a Super Bowl, but you know how do you feel
0: about that? Was that you, Iggy? Maddie asked it first, and I said, you know do you guys feel you have a super a championship formula here or do you need to change something to get over the hump And he didn't right. answer he gave a bunch of words.
1: Yeah, but what he meant was, you know, we're doing, we're doing okay. We're doing okay, yeah. you know? Yeah. So
0: We're in the mix every for, year. We're in, we're in the mix, the mix. every year.
1: Yeah. And so he seems like a person who's happy to be in the mix. Yeah. yeah. Compare him to Bill Walsh or Al Davis. Yeah. If, if someone said to Al, Al, especially when he was younger and he was good at what he did and the team was good, Al— are you content to be in the mix? Al would have grabbed that person by the throat and choked him to death.
0: Literally, literally. <laughs> would have choked him literally. to death. Yes, yes. So, no,
1: you just, you got to win the Super Bowl. You don't want to be in the mix. You want right. the mix behind you. That's right. And Bill, Bill would have probably got apoplectic. You know, he would he would have been sarcastic.
0: Yes, oh, Eddie, Eddie, and Al in that situation, if they had been at that owners' meetings, coming off a stretch where they were, you know. In the mix, three years out of four, and didn't get a Super Bowl. They would have been agitated. You would have seen it all over their face and their body language. Jed was so comfortable.
1: Yeah, Al, um, Eddie would have been pacing back and forth. He would have been pacing back and forth. And what I what I what I noticed is Jed is polished, but he doesn't have any fire. There's no fire in his personality.
0: Eddie was fire. Right, Al. Eddie- They light a torch in his honor at every game for the Raiders. That's right. Al
1: was fire, and they literally have fire. Uh, Eddie was fire. Bill, uh, underneath the calm exterior, was fire. This kid, he's happy to be in the mix. So um, I don't know if that's a criticism of He's an
0: easy-bake oven.
1: (laughs) I like it. He's an easy-bake oven.
0: He gets up to like 150, you know what I mean? Not enough to actually burn anyone. Toddlers can play with it. (laughs) Oh jeez. Sorry.
1: Anyway, I I noticed it about him. And frankly, I kind of admired I didn't like Al Davis. It was impossible to like him. He was so oh god. But yeah. I admired I admired uh how Al was so passionate. And I admired how Eddie was so passionate. Um Eddie, I told you one time they were in new orleans and they lost the game eddie was so angry he threw a bottle or something through a coke machine he broke the coke machine in as far as i remember he broke the coke machine in in the locker room eddie if you didn't i'm sorry and according to what bill told me he fired him in in new orleans but he hired him back the next morning and again eddie if it's wrong i'm sorry but that's what bill told me so
0: <laughs> I, I love the concept of owners who have fire Because it's always like, how do you evaluate an owner? You know who else has fire? Joe Lacob. Oh, boy. Joe Joe, Lacob. When Joe Lacob took over the Warriors,
1: you know, I I got a one-on-one with him. He was very generous with his time. Yeah. I assume he still is. And he said, Lowell, you know, I like to fire people. He told me that. He said, I got a lot of people here now that I inherited. I'm going to fire a lot of them. He said, I I have no trouble firing people. I want to have the best people. And I thought, good for you, Joe. And look what he got—four championships out of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, the Niners are family. They're, they're not an organization. Family. They're not a business. Dad, they're—they're they're more than that. They're a family. And the thing that matters the most is the humanity.
1: <laughs>
0: oh boy, I know. Oh that boy, is. Oh Tony boy. says I think Kyle Shanahan' ego gets in the way of the Niners signing a vet like uh, Tom Brady or trading for Aaron Rodgers. The Niners could have had Aaron Rodgers for those picks spent on Trey Lance. What they kept saying was they don't want to spend money on a quarterback. That's their new thing. They don't want Lamar Jackson. They want a cheap quarterback so they can spend on all the other positions, which is, I get it, but I don't know that you're going to win a Super Bowl okay. not spending on quarterbacks and offensive line. I don't know. Okay. We'll see. My f-
1: my friend Artie Spander, he's a retired yeah. uh, sports columnist, very famous. He has a good line. He says, in two things you get what you pay for, in athletes and in wine. In athletes and wine, if you if you pay a little bit, you're probably going to get a shitty wine and a shitty athlete. If you pay a lot, you're going to get a great bottle of Bordeaux and you're going to get you know Joe Montana. So at some point, you got to say, you know, we may have to spend on a quarterback.
0: Yeah, and with Brock, I mean, what is the future? Is is it going to age, or is that are we talking <laughs> a Beaujolais? Is that a Beaujolais? A Beau-
1: is right, that a is, is Beaujolais? that a Beaujolais? Yeah. Oh, Iggy. See, Iggy knows his wine. A Beaujolais, I you do. drink him right away. A, a Burgundy, you want to age maybe 10 years.
0: Look at Brock. You. It, Brock is, a, is the Niners franchise quarterback. You know who he reminds me of? Peter Pan.
1: Oh, I love it. Tell me why. He's
0: Peter Pan. He looks like Peter Pan. Peter Pan is like he's stuck between uh, adulthood and, and adolescence, right? He doesn't want to yeah. grow up. He doesn't want to grow up. And so he goes to Never Neverland. And he leads all. He's the leader. He's the leader of the, of the kids, and he and he sings and dances and jumps around, and he's nimble and stuff. He's Peter Pan. They got Peter Pan at quarterback, Dad. It, excuse me if I'm a little skeptical that Peter Pan is going to be a franchise quarterback. I'm sorry. Now, you know, I'll take Peter Pan over Zoolander, which was the previous quarterback, <laughs> but come on.
1: <laughs> okay. I don't want to do this, but we could extend the metaphor and say, who's Tinkerbell? Tinkerbell. Who's Captain
0: Hook? But well, let's not. Let's not. do that. <laughs> We might get sued. How are Jed's shoes today? Extremely expensive. You said another thing. He's polished. He's, he he His shoes. Yeah, he, his used, he, used to, he used to not polish his shoes. Yeah, his clothes fit him now. He, he's very well dressed. I think that's... He had a, which, the, the, he had a good what? haircut. Great haircut. haircut. Yeah, great. I saw I that. I think that's why he likes hanging around John and Kyle. They're very well dressed too. You know? Kyle? <laughs> well yeah uh, and Tony but says hold on hold on I'm, I'm not done
1: Kyle looks like he just climbed out of the hamper
0: well t- this morning he did no usually yeah it's true I, I guess when they go out they wear like designer stuff I, I, but you yeah, don't but really when see I, it like that when I see yeah. them
1: on, on TV he looks like he just climbed out of the
0: hamper it's true it's true Tony says F being in the mix get rings sheesh Tell it to Jed. He's making money. Matt says they changed the rules so you can use zero as your jersey number. Armstead should wear it for the Niners for the amount of sacks he got. Last year.
1: Oh, Armstead's Dad. a
0: great Armstead's a great player, Iggy. He's so next, good.
1: Ne- next question.
0: <laughs> they, they they had all thirty-two owners get together from all over the country in one spot so they could enable players to wear the number zero. What an accomplishment. What a what what a use of time. Can we talk about these owners' meetings?
1: Yeah, because it was my do? first time. What? What did I never went to one, Iggy. I, you know, I was never the beat writer.
0: What did they yeah. do? Well, it's they they market it like it's time for the owners to roll up their sleeves and make the league a better place. And it's like all they accomplished was freeing up the number zero for players to wear. It's it's, it's <laughs> it seems like a big waste of time, and that what they're really doing is just kind of it's fun. One year you go to Miami. One year you go to Arizona. It's warm. You get away from your family for a couple of nights. You get to hang out with your friends and drink and and schmooze. You get to schmooze. Right, schmooze, right.
1: It was it's fun. Billionaires schmoozing with billionaires. Yes.
0: I mean the Biltmore is am- it's amazing. You have uh, they have these villas. they like you could rent mansions for the weekend. A mansion. Because how could you spend a weekend without without a mansion if you have a certain amount of money? Iggy, did um, Kyle
1: Shanahan invite you out for a drink
0: at his mansion? No, they they actually had a big reception last night. And apparently the he was... The, there was a reception for everyone. I didn't go. I was exhausted. I went to sleep at nine because I had work in the morning. Uh, apparently Kyle was up drinking with uh, some of the writers off the record pretty late last night. And that's cool. But you remember those stories you used to have with, with Don Nelson where he used to try to invite you out to, to drink and play shuffleboard? I don't want to be Kyle's friend. I don't want him to think I'm his friend. I don't want to yeah. be his friend. Like, I'm friends with Robert Sala. That's the one coach that I made an exception for. I won't do it for any other ones, especially ones I cover. So I saw Robert Sala yesterday, gave him a hug. We talked about each other's families. But I was like, eh. So I didn't go. I didn't drink with Kyle. Sorry. Hmm. Didn't do it. But what I did do was I interviewed him this morning, and I love the setup of the interviews. You know what I'm talking about? Tell me. Well... Most of the time, you interview Kyle Shanahan. It's either on the phone or in an auditorium where you he's like on a podium on a mountain, like like a priest, and he's like got the word of God, and you're like, you know, ten feet below him, and it's it's this whole power dynamic thing. But this time, it's yep. like he's just sitting there at a table, and they don't say a couple more. It's like a half an hour, and he asks as many questions as you got. I mean, you never get an opportunity like that in the NFL. Yeah, coach. Wh- what
1: what what i want to say is in terms of how they treat the media the nfl sucks it's the worst it's so bad sucks but (laughs) uh in this case you have kyle and every other coach sitting at a table with the beat writers it's phenomenal and i i appreciate that so i want to say literally you're at the same level yes he's not above you you're looking at the man eye to eye not uh looking up It changes the whole dynamic. It means it's more forthright. You get to ask, you feel empowered to ask more blunt, straight ahead questions, and he feels the need to answer them to the best of his ability or to the way they've rehearsed it. So it's, in addition, when I used to be at that, remember, I used to teach creative writing at University of San Francisco, and we would sit at a table. Mm-hmm. So when I would sit at a table like that, I felt like the teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would sit with, if I were at a table with Billy Bean or with, or with uh, Sabian or with Mariucci, I would feel like I was in charge because I was in charge because the right. media is in charge, not the coach. The coach right. is being asked questions. He's put on the spot and it allows you the the courage and the power to feel in charge. And I, and it should be that. It should be balanced occasionally. So I applaud the NFL for still doing that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you get like every day before a baseball game, you get the manager in the dugout as long as you want, I to eye. Sit with them. You get to sit, sit with, with them. them. And it's much more, hey, you know, it's informal. You know, like we we know each other. Uh, yeah, I'm a manager. And, but like we're on the same level. We're both – we yeah. know each other. We're not friends, but we know each other. And, and they we're don't – or we're working, working at together. the same endeavor. Yeah. Yes, and there's a mutual respect, and they, there's very little of that in the NFL. So I guess they have this one day a year where you could do it. I've never covered this event before. It was interesting. I mean, yesterday was even better. But John Lynch, you saw the video. We were in like a private room, which ah. was it was quiet. It, with the coaches, it was cool having them all in one room. I mean it was a it was a it was a spectacle, but you heard the video, like the, the audio wasn't as good and it, I couldn't really right. hear Kyle some of the time. Like but still it was great. But yesterday in that boardroom with John Lynch, like that was all timer. Great, great stuff. They should do it that more he, often.
1: Let me ask you this. When Kyle came into the room or left the room today, did he interact with any other NFL coaches? <laughs>
0: Kyle was ten minutes late. So everyone, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. No. Kyle, I, I can't speak for Kyle, um, and there's nothing wrong with it. But he looked extremely hungover. I I don't know. I don't know. Don't Kyle, don't put my word. And there's nothing wrong with that. Of course, you grown up. But he came in ten minutes late. He had these big bags under his eyes. <laughs> his voice was all hoarse and stuff. It was like, hey man, he I was, mean, he
1: was coughing a lot.
0: Yeah, I, that's no nothing wrong with that. He doesn't have a, a game for six months. But I just thought it was funny. It's like, yeah, where's Kyle? They're probably like banging on his door. Come on! You got the meeting in four minutes! He's like, ah! Okay, let me ask you this. Were the other coaches on time? Most of them. Not all of them. Uh, Arthur Smith came in five minutes late, saw him. Apparently, he's one of the richest guys in the world. Did you, he's like the, the son of the founder of FedEx. Arthur Smith, coach of the... Neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, most guys were there on time. Pete Carroll was there on time. He was right behind me. Sean McVay, there on time. right. I, uh, right. I get the you know, feeling that I get, I get the, here's the here's the thing. It's a hard cut off at eight fifteen. It's over, so I think Kyle bought himself ten minutes. It's like I don't want to do this for thirty minutes. I'll do it for twenty. So oh. he came in ten minutes late instead so of I just get- not doing it. Apparently, Mike Tomlin is the one coach who does not do it, won't do it. Everyone else does it. Kyle just comes and came in late, and apparently Adam Schefter came by. He was he was doing the rounds, and he was like, "Hey, where's Kyle?" And we we're like, "Well, he's a little bit late." He's like, "Hey, like father, like son, huh?" And we're all like. If you say so. But he, he knows Mike Shanahan well. So I guess he Mike did some him. stuff. Yeah, he covered him. Like father like son, huh? That's what he said. Yeah.
1: I yeah. want to say something. Tomlin does not sit at the table?
0: That's what I heard. That's what I heard. Tomlin doesn't do it, but I can't confirm it. Okay. If he doesn't, it's weak. 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 Yeah.
1: And I I always respected Tomlin. Well, I heard. That, that, that I heard. bothers me.
0: Yeah. I, I, okay. I'll confirm it. Yeah. Anyway, the only Trees were interesting. It's my first time spending time in Phoenix, downtown Phoenix. And um, it's okay. What I will say, it, it reminds me a little bit of Denver in the sense like it's very clean and all the buildings are very new, uh, as opposed to California, which can be a little grimy sometimes. But um, people are really helpful. Like I was, walk, I, was, I was walking around trying to find lunch yesterday and someone was like, sir, do you know where you're going? Do you need help? And I just ignored him because in California, like I don't like when people that I don't know talk to me on the street. It's usually a homeless person or someone that wants something from me. So I just walked away and then I got lost and I kept wandering and he found me again. He was like, sir, you're lost. Can I help you? And I saw that he had an orange shirt on that said, ask me directions. And then I saw that there were like all around the city and there's a thing in Phoenix where they're just really helpful and tell you where to go. It was really nice. I thought it was very civilized. Wow. They would never do that in California. No, uh, or New York. No. There'd be a certain <laughs> in New York saying, go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's the
1: joke, right? This yeah. out-of-towner this out of towner <laughs> comes to New York and goes to a New Yorker and says, excuse me, sir, could you tell me how to get to the Guggenheim Museum
0: or should I just go fuck myself? <laughs> One of my favorite stories of yours is the Tim Linsingham story where you used that line on him when he was like, 28 I don't he was he was sort of going down the tubes in his career and I guess he was starting to lose heart to talk to the media because all the questions were like what's going on what's the problem and you tried to get him and you said hey it was maybe a spring training you You say you say yeah uh he was coming out of the locker
1: room. I had tried to talk to him before, but he was sitting in his locker like this, so I knew he didn't want to talk. So he's coming. as a breakfast room. You go through the hallway. So yeah. he walked right past me. I said, Tim, uh, may I interview you or should I just go fuck myself? And he was so embarrassed. He said, I'm so sorry. Yeah, let, let's do it. And he gave me a good interview, but that's how I got it.
0: The, The other thing that's amazing about Phoenix is all the people that are here to watch freaking spring training. Now, it's one thing to cover spring training. I get it's a lot of fun. Can you imagine spending money, actual money, to watch exhibition baseball? No. It's amazing.
1: No, What? All all the really good players are out by the third and fourth inning anyway. We used to do that. Iggy and I used to do that. Hey, Iggy, uh, without mentioning names, could you tell them about the chairs in the press box?
0: Oh, my God. This was this, this is Sports writers for you. So my dad and I flew in one day, and we got to the yard, like maybe in the third inning. And we had Giants, assigned— Giants. Yeah, Giants at excuse home. me. Giants at home. Scottsdale Stadium. We had assigned seats in the press box. Grant Cone Lowell Cone. since we weren't there in the first three innings. A couple of the riders took our seats so they could put them on top of their seats and be three inches higher up they were in these like double seat thrones we had to be like yeah. hey can we have our fucking seats please thank you and they
1: no, and they wouldn't we had to go into the eating area and, and drag out two seats they saw us come and they felt no compunction about not giving us
0: back the seats yeah. and
1: i and i said to iggy this is this is a mark of character just take a look at this
0: and it shows baseball beat writers are different baseball beat writers are very territorial cuz they do it every day and like, you know and they're like who the hell are you you're in yeah. my seat Chris Telerico says, I get uh, wanting to win with a quarterback on a rookie deal, but a mid-system quarterback in a mid-system while playing a premium on a number one D that can't stop the best offenses isn't going to get it done. Yeah. Well, they've come close. They're in the mix, though. Isn't that great? They're in the mix. And Iggy, that's a
1: phrase we have to use from that one.
0: In, in the, the mix. mix. Yeah. In the mix. It's where you want to be. You can't win a Super Bowl unless you're in the mix, and the Niners are in the mix every year. So that means they pretty much won the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Iggy, Iggy, does in the mix mean like a cake mix?
0: Yeah, I'm thinking like like cookie batter, cookie batter, cookie batter. Yeah. All right. Real quick before we end the show, I want to say congratulations to Eric Crocker. I went head up against Crocker in the March Madness media poll, the final, the finals, and he beat me. He is terrific. He's a monster. He's extremely popular. He's extremely good at what he does. It was an honor. To go up against him. And it's an honor to lose to Eric Crocker. I just want to say congratulations. He and I have worked together plenty of times. And uh, I encourage you to follow him. Anyway, ah,
1: you're a, you're a Mitch.
0: He's good. If you had to lose to someone, you know what I mean? <laughs> if you had to lose to someone, it's an honor to lose to him. I didn't rub it in Mayoko's face. I saw him the last two days. I could have said, Hey, Mayoko, how's it, how's it feel? But I didn't. Because I'm a mention. Yeah, I beat you, him. You beat him. I took, you beat him. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, Iggy. This was a lot of fun.
0: Are you going to call me up? I'm going to call you right now. And then I'm going to blow this joint and come back to Northern California. It's been great, Arizona, but I'm out. Dad, I love you. I love you, Iggy. I'll talk to you in, in a bit. Thank Hold you, on, Chris. Everyone. Chris, Chris oh. tried to extend the show. Ask a Green Bay fan how many NFC championship appearances they'd give up just to get one more ring from Rodgers. True. True. They got standards over there. Standards. (laughs) Ethics. Ethics. Morals. See you guys.
1: (laughs) Ethics. From that movie.